0: Welcome
1: to the Bridge the Divide podcast with Erica Turner and Heidi Wheeler, hosts and founders of the group Bridge the Divide Cedarburg. We hope to provide a forum for discussion and action around racial reconciliation. We seek to identify instances of inequality, foster empathy, and educate others to recognize their part in problems and solutions in Ozaki County and beyond.
0: Hey there, Bridge community. It's us. We're back. <laughs> We've got some more stuff to say.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of the same things that have been said, yeah. but now with a new, renewed or
0: new public interest. Right. Right. There is, um, I thought the last time that we podcast together, Heidi and Heidi podcast last time, but I did podcast with Heidi a week before that, I think. So I thought that that time was was a pretty rough time and that things had come to a head. Well, little did I know mm-hmm. that's when we were talking about Brianna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery. Um, and then there was more and it just kind of blew my mind and I had to not talk to people mm-hmm. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And now I'm ready to come back and talk to people. She's got a lot <laughs> of things to say. I got stuff to say. Yes. So um, so thank you for coming back. And um, I think we have to start out. We don't we don't have a way to not start out with talking about um, Christian Cooper and George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Right. So Christian Cooper. I want to say the news came out on the same day because I remember Mm. responding to something about. Central Park and a birder and calling the police and I'm thinking oh really that was bad and it seems like right after that is when I heard about George, George uh, Floyd. So for Christian Cooper he was in Central Park birding. I'm not a birder so I'm assuming that you just have your binoculars and you're just kind of watching and there was a woman there. Uh, Christian Cooper is black Amy Cooper, who is the woman that he encountered in the park, is white. And she did not have her dog on a leash. And Christian Cooper said, your dogs are messing with the fauna and flora and leash the dog up. Mm -hmm. Uh, She... I think the, the thing that just made everybody a little weary because they'd seen it before, not the initial discussion about... Don't tell me what to do with my dog. The dog run over there is closed. Don't feed treats to my dog. I don't know you. That escalated to, well, you know what? I'm going to call the police and I'm going to tell them that an African-American man is threatening me. Wait, what? One, you're going to call 911 Mm -hmm. for an emergency Mm -hmm. of a black man threatening you. He's threatening your life. So that wasn't true. And even when you watch the video for that one, you know, her voice changes. She's in such distress that he, you know, he's going to attack her. And and she feared for her life, which is another story that, you know, like people hear often. So I do not know her. I don't know him. You can't be in anybody's head on what they're actually thinking But I think that what a lot of us were thinking as we watched it was you're playing the poor white lady card Mm -hmm. and you're scared of this big black guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is he going to do? Which is a story that's been played in our history over and over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. So um, that was I thought was pretty bad. And I think I put out some messages about that one. Uh, And then another video shows up and it was a video of the last minute, last minutes of George Floyd's life. So having that conversation is, is a bit harder because of the, the lack of humanity. Again, didn't watch the video. Couldn't even look at the pictures of that one. Mm -hmm. So, um, because this this man died and we've done it in some of the the protests that have happened of late kneeling for eight minutes and 46 seconds because that's how long a police officer kneeled on George Floyd on his neck and the last two and a half minutes of it he was Already, he had already lost consciousness and and possibly had already died Mm -hmm. Um, from what I remember working in the ED it depends on a lot of things on where they declare a lot of times if you're on site they won't say that you're that you died on site they'll continue life-saving measures until you get to a facility you know they don't want to declare that you died inside an ambulance you're like at a facility so I don't know if I think he was pulseless there Mm -hmm. and they just you know said that he died at the hospital afterwards but that one was for a lot of people it seems like the straw that broke the camel's back Mm -hmm. again right not for the first time but um trying to and then there's always the the stories that come out afterwards right you only see what was recorded on camera by a Was she 16 or 15? Young girl. Yeah. She recorded it. And, And apparently people were yelling and telling them to stop and asking them to stop. And part of the outrage is not only was there the one officer that was kneeling on his neck, there were two more somewhere else on him. And then there was the one that was standing. Yeah. Kind of watching out for this the scene. I don't, maybe. Um, so it feels like there were many, many chances that they could have stopped and turned that around. Mm-hmm. That they could have got, he was, oh, I guess I didn't mention, he was face down and handcuffed right during this whole time. So the resisting arrest, whether he had been resisting arrest before, which I think there's some more videos that came out showing when they cuffed him and sat him down on the sidewalk, and that he wasn't resisting there. What happened in between those two videos, I do not know. But did he deserve to be face down on the concrete, saying that he can't breathe, asking for his mom uh, until he yeah. died? No. So apparently the whole world was done <laughs> and then things started things started happening. There were organized protests, there were um people rioting in the streets. There were buildings burning, there was looting. It seemed like the world again had just turned upside down. Like unbelievable. Just looking at it and across the country, not just in, oh gosh, where was Minneapolis? He? Minneapolis, thank you. <laughs> I was like, where? Not just in Minneapolis, not just in Minnesota, not just in neighboring Wisconsin because we're close cousins here. Across the world, like there are protests in, I don't know how many countries. I think I've seen at least Germany and South Africa. So why this one, Erica, this is similar instances
1: have happened True, so many times. Mm-hmm. What about this one do you think has gotten people to this level of what what are we doing? Right. What is going on in this country? Why are we still struggling with racism so much? Right. Why can someone look at a black man with so little disregard for his humanity that he can keep a knee in his neck for nine minutes. Right. Why?
0: And not look. I mean, I know when you're a police officer, I don't know. I assume when you're in a police officer, you know, you gotta, you gotta look hard all the time. You know, you can't be smiling (laughs) and laughing and joking. He, but he just looked like this flat affect, like it wasn't even affecting him at all. It was not a big deal that, that the man was not struggling underneath him.
1: I think for two minutes of it, I
0: think he was dead. If you,
1: I just, I saw a poster that someone wrote out with the transcript of all the things he said. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if you saw that, but Mm-mm. it was just devastating. I mean, That's if it. you just, like every phrase he uttered mm-hmm. during that, it was just cries for help. Mm-hmm. And pl- please don't kill me. How about a cup of water, man? Yeah. Was one, I'm like, oh, this
0: is a human being. It's a human. And I think this is one of the longer clips mm. that has come out. So I don't know if that affected people any differently that it wasn't a a two minute clip. It wasn't a, you know, a 30 seconds and you don't really know what happened. You didn't see what he was doing. You saw what he was doing for a long time. A long time. You saw other people around him not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So um and I also think that it's it's kind of enough is enough, I think maybe because we had been seeing things so many recently, so many yeah. recently they happened kinda kind of quickly, and you'll now you'll hear people say that these obviously are only the things that got recorded, right, and people will tell you that it has happened many, many times, maybe not a death, maybe um an aggressive arrest Mm -hmm. maybe somebody shows up at a police department more banged up than when they first were arrested maybe um i don't know i think also that the covid Mm. world on lockdown Mm -hmm. kind of played a part in it I don't know that I would say if there was no COVID that that people wouldn't have protested and rioted. Mm -hmm. But because of it, you could not peel your eyes away if you were one that was going to ignore it because here they go again doing whatever it is they do. They, the criminal, they, the person that had fentanyl in his system, Mm -hmm. they, the person that did not obey an order a lawful order given by a police officer. People were sitting in their homes and had been for months. And I think that they they didn't have a choice now mm-hmm. to look away. I
1: think that's true.
0: So it might have looked a little different.
1: And maybe just like you said, the, the callousness that mm-hmm. was evident. You could see it. You could see it. And you can see it in his mugshot, too. Mm-hmm. And maybe... We start, some of us have started self-reflecting. Do I? What do I have in my own heart that's mm-hmm. that's like this? Or what got this man to this point? And, and mm-hmm. if I have any of it, how do I get rid of it? Mm-hmm. And how do we systemically make sure that people like that are not in power? Mm-hmm. How can we try to protect people that have been at the
0: mercy of, of whatever values the people in power have. Right. Right. You you are at their mercy. And and I think that you know, what we've seen on social media since then, obviously there is a lot of well, don't hate the police. Yep. Yeah. So I can't speak for I say this a lot Black people, not a monolith, not speaking for every black person, not speaking for every group that's trying to fight for racial justice, mm-hmm. not speaking for all of anybody, you know? <laughs> right. But when have you ever heard me say that I hate the police? When have you ever heard me say, F the police, they're all bad? They're Never. I have, I have never said that. I don't believe that. So if you want to say that you heard somebody else say it, okay, then you can ask them why they said it. Mm -hmm. We are here. This group is here to talk about stuff like this and peeling off all those layers to say, I don't hate a solitary person, but I want to know what you were doing to make sure that whatever baggage you grew up with because we all bring our baggage to Mm -hmm. where wherever we're standing at that point in time, all of our baggage is coming with us. What kind of bias did you grow up with? What are you able to step away from when you put on your uniform? What kind of things have you seen? We had James Causey come once for um, the hate you give watching the movie. And one of the things he talked about was trauma, not just the trauma of African-Americans, African-Americans in poverty, African-Americans in an inner city, African-Americans all over the world, just trauma. But the trauma of police officers that have to fight for their, their lives when they go out, fight for their weapons, fight to keep peace. So they are bringing to every situation, if I'm confronting a police officer right now, And the last person they arrested or spit at them or kicked them or tried to beat them up that looked like me, Mm -hmm. they've got trauma going. I didn't do a darn thing, but they've got that trauma going through their head along with they're all like this. Whatever other bias they've brought, you know, these people always act this way. Those people are always criminals. And we know that those biases are there because we've seen them in all walks of life. So why in the world would you think that a police officer doesn't have them. Are they, are they super? I mean, I, I think we treat them like they're superhumans, but they really are just humans. So why is it important for us to make sure that other people are learning about their biases, learning to recognize them, learning how to not react to them, learning how to not let them lead them down a bad path? Why do you think police officers don't need to do that exact same thing?
1: So many of who we have elevated in our society, pastors, teachers, the police, vets, mm-hmm. all of these people have the potential to be people who have not healed mm-hmm. from their own traumas, like you said, mm-hmm. people that still need to grow, people that have limited perspective. It's all of us. It is, And so to elevate any one group... um, and say they don't have work to do mm-hmm. especially as a group mm-hmm. is mm, I don't know it's a false dichotomy saying mm-hmm. the police are all good or black people are all bad right. or there's black policemen right which, I mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to be this, in their shoes <laughs> no because they have a lot of a lot right, to deal with
0: right right right
1: but this this idea that We can't call people out because it's not loving Mm -hmm. is something that's really stood out to me in this conversation
0: post all of these events. Right. I think it is loving. Right. I sure do. Somebody that you love, you want to see them do well, do better, not get knocked down. Sometimes it's a, a sweet, hey, you know, with our children. Right. Hey, honey, don't walk over there. Sometimes you are running in the street and you're snatching them by an arm to keep them from getting hit by a car. It's still love. <laughs> so, um, so, so the 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 George for the George Floyd um, murder and the subsequent protests. So we've been we've had two protests in Ozaki County over the weekend. Oh, I didn't say what day it is. I don't even know what day it is. Is it the 8th? Today? Yeah. I it's think it's the, June 8th. I think, is it the 9th? <laughs> June 9th. Somebody will tell us at the end of this what day it is. But over the weekend, Friday and Saturday, there were uh, Friday, there was a protest march in Grafton. And Saturday, there was um, a, a sit-in, Peace in the Park sit-in. And then there was a march, uh, Break the Silence and the Burbs uh, march through uh, parts of downtown. So um, people are reacting. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that we have a right to say, I, um, in our show notes, I'm going to link out, Trevor Noah had a, had a woman on talking about, uh, it was her video that she made, talking about why she is protesting and why she thinks that people who are looting are looting. So another part of empathy is I'm not going to steal anything. I, I don't steal. I'm not going to break into anything. That's that's not what I do. But what if you asked a person that did do that, why they were doing it, what they felt, what they saw, and and listen. Just listen to what they say. Listen to why some people are compelled to do some things. The people who have been talking, we've been talking for 60 years not doing anything nobody hears or sees unless there's noise and carnage so i will we'll link that out um we'll maybe take a quick break and um come back and talk about some more things that bridge the divide is going to be doing here coming up So we talked a little bit about um, some of the things that happened in Ozaki County, um, as well as around the world. There were protests around the world. There were marches. There were shouts of solidarity. There were signs um, and seeing it in Grafton and in Cedarburg. Um, but it was it was quite unbelievable. I really didn't think that it was going to happen. Um we were in attendance. I was at both of the, the protests and we do have some audio that we collected from the protest. So we're going to have our fancy uh, producer get that added on to the end of the show. So after we're done talking, just kind of hold on a bit and you can hear some of the um, some of the audio that we collected while there. But protesting and I think we've put up a meme too. protesting is a thing. This is my belief is that this is our our civil rights movement for 2020. Hmm. Right. It's a thing. When you look at the civil rights movement in the 60s, you go through all of the archives. You see pictures, you see video, um, you hear people talking about their experiences. I think that that's what's happening here. I don't think that this is a short term. People seem to be pretty in, invested and looking for change. So um, we're going to have that audio as a part of it. We uh, we're also going to, you have to think about when you look back on it for the historical footage about what you did or didn't do. um, What your participation was at this moment in this time, what did you do? And maybe you're not a person that protests. I, I am not a protester. I think I've said before, I've never been to Summerfest. I've never been to Summer Sounds. The the thought of leave her in the house with some good knitting needles uh, that's and some right. yarn. like the thought of how, how many people like side by side, like, Oh, oh it's just a bit much for me. Let me introvert by myself with, with my family, with a handful of friends in the house. But, but when you're talking about this big movement, if you're not one to go out and March, what are you doing? We've had lots of donations, to um people who are either newly finding us or looking for people that are local. So maybe you're you're um, speaking out with your donations. Maybe you are starting to look at some of the things that we've been talking about for years, like you know, w- what are the policies in policing? What are um what kind of racial bias training are our our, instru- our teachers have in in elementary school and high school in the colleges what looking at what things could change and need to change so education wise bridge the divide has had lots of conversations about curriculum in the school about in our libraries the books that people see that have either kids that look like them in the books or Mm -hmm. written by people that look like them and we had some we had some things that we wanted to do or at least hear about from our schools during this time mm-hmm. and and Heidi's going to tell you about what we decided and what we did and oh boy we did dude, a thing we did a thing <laughs> so
1: you know we've been here talking with you or at you however you look at it for almost a couple of years now, this yeah. podcast. Um, and before that, formally, you know, became Bridge to Divide. And a, a lot of what we do, not only do we bring in people to talk and educate, but I think we collect stories mm-hmm. and we keep a pulse on the community. We're both nurses, mm-hmm. so we assess things. Mm-hmm. It's just part of our nature. You take in data, you take in stories that's called subjective and Mm -hmm. objective
0: objective. (laughs) Mm -hmm. data,
1: and you reach a conclusion about something. So pretty early on, my kids are, my three of my four kids were in the school district for three years now. And I've just been hearing things, both of us. And and Erica's had lived experience Mm -hmm. several years earlier because her kids are older. But what we sort of deduced is that not much has changed Mm -hmm. and that for the most part, the school board, teachers, and administration are silent on race. Mm -hmm. We do not take Martin Luther King Day off, which is, I don't know if that's minor or major. It can be just one of those checkbox things, which is not great anyways. But there's just very little conversation. I've spoken personally with two principals, uh, one in the district and one in a private school in the district. Mm Uh, with very little response, Erica has emailed mm-hmm. um, administrators with very little response, mm-hmm. and so we got the message that no one really was ready to talk
0: about race. And well before this, like you said, we've what? been doing it. It's a couple
1: years ago. It's like, been
0: right. It's been a while. Right, right. So it's not something that's in response to some mm-hmm. big thing happening. Just that it needs to happen, and that it needs to happen better. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We've heard from people, stories from people on the inside,
0: from students, from teachers,
1: that some of the things they want to do are being censored. Mm-hmm. Um, students give us stories about the culture of what it's like. People yep. are still using the N word. Yep. Um, it's not a comfortable classroom discussion. They don't go into the tension. They received right. very little historical teaching about anything um, related to Black history in America, mm-hmm. especially with the lens of how hard it has been right, right. um there's no racial biased training for teachers um etc mm-hmm. so we we've collected all this information and and basically have her you know we followed the stories we've talked a lot about the stories of other districts and their happenings mm-hmm. and have seen some movement in those districts i mean we talked a lot about a whole Shorewood incident,
0: mm-hmm. Greendale. Mm-hmm. Some that have hired uh, equity, directors of equity, mm-hmm. to because they don't know what to do. And it's okay to not know what to do, but bringing in someone that does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we've been kind
1: of just watching the whole area. Erica is a consultant at a mm-hmm. school district who has been doing hard work for two years. I sure have. have. Have put in a lot of effort into their learning. And so we... We we found this frustrating that here we are heralded as in Cedarburg which is one of the best school districts in the state, yet none of this is being taught or addressed. Mm-hmm. And as an educator in in at the college or collegiate level, I know all the national things coming out, at least in healthcare, mm-hmm. are calling for cultural competence, mm-hmm. um, empathy. Mm-hmm. They call it cultural humility as a term right. that's been used for many right. years.
0: Which is not the the key phrase of diversity and inclusion. Mm-mm. The The answer is not whatever you have that you just sprinkle black and brown people in it and <laughs> then it's better.
1: No, th- it, there's a lot of tension in these conversations. But there's, I mean, countless documented health disparities, especially for blacks and Latinos Mm -hmm. in America. Why is that? So we're having all these hard conversations at that level. But if you don't even touch it in elementary, junior high or high school, Mm -hmm. you, our students are underprepared by Mm -hmm. the time they go into college. And they've told us that Mm -hmm. alumni, we've talked to alumni and they've said, we never covered any of this. Everything I learned, I had to do on my own, Mm -hmm. which I can say too. I've said that before on the show, I have started my journey into Understanding this probably eight, about eight years ago Mm -hmm. is when I started reading and, and I didn't get any of it in Mm -hmm. school either. And so how, anyways, a lot of letters came out in the, in the past couple of weeks, denouncing systemic racism, um, sharing sorrow around the George Floyd incidents. Right. Et cetera. And, mm-hmm. and a commitment by these schools to do something about kind it. of a,
0: a corporate lament. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not they didn't say, oh, by the way, we um, are funding the Black Lives Matter movement or by the way, we are. It's it's just a general corporate lament. This is hard. It's painful. And we are sorry.
1: Stop making this a partisan issue. If you are listening, this is not A partisan issue. This is a human humanity issue. Yes. How can you look at other people and hear their stories Mm -hmm. and lived experience so that you can love them better? Right. And so we we decided that we'd collect um, all these letters, Mm -hmm. and I put them in a photo montage, Mm -hmm. and I also included the Cedarburg District one, which was one of the only letters that we found in our geographical area that did not say a thing about it. There was Mm -hmm. one link uh, to one resource and there was a general veiled discussion of stressors, Mm -hmm. but that was it. Uh Not nothing about race. And so, we said, "What can we do?" And we decided we needed more collective voices saying what we've observed than just us, right? Because right.
0: nobody was listening. Because to nobody was listening. <laughs> I mean, basically, we're like the crazy ladies, the hot right. potatoes, the prickly Don't pears. Don't go over to Auntie Heidi's house. She's, She's crazy.
1: <laughs> so you know what? That's okay. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, because change agents like yourself, Erica, mm-hmm. and I will put myself in there. A lot of times people don't see what you're talking about until later, right? So I'm willing to give up being understood now, right? Right for the for the greater good. Right. Like this is what we're committed to. It's mm-hmm. long, dirty work, and yeah. we know it, and we're in it. Yep. And so we wrote a. Pe- I was like, let's, right? Let's write a petition, Erica.
0: <laughs> and Erica's like a. a- I am not right. I am not in school. I am not writing. <laughs> How do you even write a petition? I was like, mm. I don't know.
1: Let's find out. <laughs> it's very easy. You just go to change.org and write one,
0: <laughs> says the writer. But OK, it's fine.
1: <laughs> it was I mean, so I just I it was very easy to spew out of my heart and mind because it's the things we've been talking about That's for years. Right. So we basically said, here's what other school districts are doing. We haven't done anything. Stop being silent, Cedarburg. It is enough is enough. It is time mm-hmm. stop touting yourself as this stunning district when you aren't doing things right. that your students need to be good human citizens right. and right. good employees in the
0: future. Right, and that silence was loud. It was very loud <laughs> and ugly. And, yeah,
1: and and I can't. Oh, I just can't take positivity like faux positivity when. Without honesty. Like, come on. Right. Be be honest right. about yourself. Even if you're really great at a lot of things, which Cedarberg
0: is. Right. Then say this thing we need to work on. Yeah. This thing we're not so good at. Or we need some help or something.
1: Yeah. So we asked them to four things. Stop censoring books, conversations, and projects having to do with race, segregation, and related issues. Consider hiring a diversity consultant or someone with more knowledge than them mm-hmm. to give feedback about gaps between best practice and the district's current reality. Mm-hmm. Um, three, become a voice of leadership in our area regarding conversations around racial identity, empathy, and awareness, because this is what schools are for. You're supposed to be thought leaders. Mm-hmm. And number four, listen to the voice of teachers, parents, students, and individuals who are speaking out. This is an issue for our town to address and the time is now.
0: And they are they are they really are speaking out. I don't know how many of of um the people of color that are in the area went directly to a principal or a, a superintendent or but they are telling their stories on social media mm. of the times when they were in school and the struggles they had and even there you see people Well, I mean, you should just try harder. Or, yeah, that doesn't mean that racism is a big thing just Mm -hmm. because it happened to you. People are not listening to to other people's stories. You've got to listen. You can't just hear them.
1: Right. So, um, nearly 5,000 people have signed now. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) our surprise.
1: That's all. I kept watching the number creep up. Yep. And my kids were like, well, what is that now? And like, I I was just hoping for maybe 500 or right, something right.
0: legitimate. Because like, I think it gives like a default at the beginning. Like, do you want a hundred yeah. people? And I'm like, oh, we're going to get a hundred people. That'd be cool. <laughs> Bless our hearts. <laughs> and then there was, I don't know, five, six, 800. And she's like, I think it says 2,000 people. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So I, I know that it was shared several hundred times. Mm-hmm. So people spread it around. We don't know who everyone who is signing it. It's. It is former students, though. It's parents. It's current people. There are several comments left on it Mm -hmm. that validate all the things we asked for. And we're going to print those and give them to the district. Mm -hmm. We also asked people to write the board.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And on social media made a montage of all. Did I already say this? I don't think I did in this conversation on the air, no, made a picture a montage oh, yes. of all the pictures yep. of the mm-hmm. other letters mm-hmm. circling the words they use in the phrases, mm-hmm. and then put a big yellow question mark on the C- Cedarburg School District letter, which Erica says I can do because of my white R- privilege. Ro,
0: this is for, you know, that we don't talk a whole lot about white privilege and who can do what and who's allowed to. But that was definitely my lovely, privileged uh, friend, Heidi, who could do those things that I would not. I don't
1: don't think I have a lot of friends left because I'm just crying out everybody, but
0: that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's true. It would be different if the things that we were saying were untrue. There aren't untruths there. It's absolutely true. And it's absolutely what's happening. And you can only ignore it for so long or things bubble up and blow up in a powder keg. I don't know. Like now. So uh, we
1: we have received some emails back from some board members. I think they're waiting to give their official position at their next meeting, which is on mm-hmm. June 17th. But um, some of the things I've heard are hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, at the very least, hopefully the voice of the people that signed it will be heard. Right.
0: It's not just the two people. It's, it's not two it's people the, just yeah. asking. Yeah. Yeah. And the follow-ups, because we always talk at Bridge the Divide about what, what are you going to do? We're going to try to help you do these things. What are you going to do? Are you going to attend school board meetings are you Mm going to attend common council meetings are you going to speak up when you hear or see something go I'm not sure if that's quite right or I'm not sure that you're including everybody um, that's that's your constituent in this decision or you know just speaking up we can't be everywhere we can't do it all Mm -hmm. everybody needs to kind of stand up on their own two feet and I think this moment in time is also giving people a little bit of backbone. Mm -hmm. It's not as if maybe they didn't think any of these things, but when you have a collective doing it at the same time, standing at the same time, speaking out at the same time, I think you get a little bit of courage behind it. I think you can stand up and say something that you were already thinking. Mm -hmm. Not like it it doesn't have to be brand new. Some people are coming into things kind of brand new and that's great too.
1: Yeah. But there's a, a pretty large contingent of former students and current students that want things to change and they are having direct conversations with uh, the superintendent and, Mm -hmm. um, they're, they have taken on their own action plan. Mm -hmm. And so we're really like action. We like them and we're (laughs) excited about what they're doing. So it's just, it's been encouraging to see movement Mm -hmm. with the the peaceful walks that have happened that Erica mentioned and the petition. And I mean, we're being inundated with requests and messages and
0: right. Nice. Which, you know, once I'm over the the cynicism of it, I'm sure I've told you <laughs> several times that I'm I'm a pretty, pretty good cynic. I'm kind of good at it. But, you know, kind of the um, you see no, that you now care. it's it's nice because, yes, we want you to. But, man, it was hard trying to share with you before something happened. We were mm-hmm. trying. We were trying so hard to talk to you about it, to not have just memes on social media but to have a conversation a back and forth conversation listening to stories peeling away all of that stuff that's been on here forever it's a rough one too. So,
1: especially for you who's lived it for your whole your whole yeah. life we won't tell anyone your age right that's But okay. it's a few decades that's
0: okay at least when i three. get to the next zero when i get to the next zero we're gonna have a party oh it's, good it's gonna be a good zero
1: <laughs> yep so you've, I mean, I, I would be very cynical too. Yeah. Come on, guys. I've it's been telling you this my whole really? life. Oh, good. Now it's the, like, it's right. the thing of the minute. Right, but.
0: right. But, but we'll take it.
1: Absolutely. We, yeah.
0: Yep. And we're trying to, um, we've got the petition going. We're going to have some next steps that come out of that. We're still trying to meet with um, government leaders, political leaders, uh, law enforcement leaders. We want to talk with you. And talk about what things are 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 kind of lacking and what we can do about them. And it's not a zero to a hundred, but there's baby steps. And if you're not taking the first step, then you know, good grief, what are you doing? You need to do something. So,
1: and we are looking for help too. We can't. Oh, we yeah. cannot do all of this alone. <laughs> we both have full plates. Yes, definitely. Besides Bridge the Divide, and right. so. If people are looking for something very concrete that they want to take on long term, mm-hmm. we are looking for a small group of people to, you know, be on the education committee, for lack right. of a better word, and the right, right. police liaison committee. Right. Just mm-hmm. people that want to become very involved and become the faces of right. continued conversation, right. which is... Which is really what we're about. It is. It's
0: conversation and action. It, right, right, right. And it, and you can't, please do not sit. If you have friends that you have um, linked out to our Facebook page, by the way, we're getting pretty stinking close to a thousand mm-hmm. likes on the Facebook page. So we're thinking about having some kind of prezi or something to thank everybody. Um, but when you're linking people over there, make sure they are they understand that they have to listen. There is no place that somebody is going to connect you to when you go, I watched two of your things and you didn't fix it. That's not it. This is this is the long haul. It is not a quick solution. It wasn't before this and now it, it's not going to be after this, but people are taking people are taking steps. And you got to be not patient, because we've had this conversation too. Like if I have to do this my whole life and you just figured out starting yesterday Why do I have to be patient? Because you just figured out yesterday, (laughs) you know. So, (laughs) so not patient, measured, Hmm. consistent, but fast. (laughs) You need to do some stuff, and we need to get it changed. And nobody—if you didn't care when it was going your way, and you didn't see the impetus for for change, or there there wasn't an importance that you were really pushing—if you found that now, we're grateful. Now push. Mm-hmm. We gotta, we have gotta make it. What's keep your foot on the gas? Is yeah, what that I like one that one. That we, mm-hmm, keep your foot on the gas. Hmm. Yes. What are, so? What are we doing next? Or what? Are, who are we connecting with? We've connected with an anti-racist book club. Mm-hmm. If you can look them up on Facebook, they're doing uh, "Me and White Supremacy" by uh, Layla Saad. Um, we've connected with uh, Peace in the Park. I don't know if Kayla's going to have more things happening, so we try to keep that information available for you. We've connected with uh, Break the Silence and the Burbs, mm-hmm. and if they have things, we're always connected with RId Racism Milwaukee, with Surge, um, with uh, Micah, with the African American Roundtable in Milwaukee. There, don't say there isn't a place for you. There's a place. <laughs> There's lots of places mm-hmm. available.
1: The Milwaukee Declaration for
0: people of yes. Christian faith. Yep. There's yep. a group of pastors doing some things. Yep. Pastor Jay from um, Sherman Park. He's he's doing a lot of that. So find find your spot. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, find it and and do something. The silence silence isn't gonna gonna cut it. Nope.
1: So we look forward to connecting with you. Yeah. And you know where to find us.
0: Bye y'all. Break
2: the, Break the silence. Make some noise. Break the silence. Make some noise. Break the silence. Make some noise. And now everyone take a knee. Take two. I, I encourage you not to make yourselves that makes it awkward, like right now, I'm on two bumps with my knees. Because that's nothing compared to the knee of a 200 pound man in your neck. You know what's happening, and you know that the very serious, real, and large undertaking that's about to happen. We are in a huge shift and we're all in it together. We're following messages of peace, love, and most importantly effective change. You have provided us with the actual physical evidence that we are not alone in our thoughts. And that voice inside of us is says this is not right. It's getting louder and louder. You're making us stronger and stronger in numbers, mind, spirit, action. wanna split on its head, right?
0: Thanks for listening. We welcome your feedback, suggestions, and any program ideas. Spoken Word Artist Propaganda states, we need to consider the waters we swim in. Maybe it's not toxic to me, but it's toxic to my neighbor. And if it's toxic to my neighbor, it's probably toxic to me too. Let's breathe better water. Contact us on our website at www.bridgethedivide.life. You can email us info at bridgethedivide.life or reach us on social media. Facebook is Bridge the Divide Community and on Instagram it's Bridge the Divide Podcast.